Hey everybody, you're listening to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia and I'm in Barcelona. And I'm Mariah recording from Boston. This is the podcast where we tell each other the story of every person we've ever slept with, starting with number one. this time actually so little drama not so little that. drama i know um, right like it feels like when we when the stakes are low like everything works great yeah that's that's pretty much what we learned i guess from from our last interview <laughs> i can't believe that we were like always be testing that's our motto oh and then, god <laughs> i know and then my sd card failed i was like oh my god uh, this is so embarrassing and then I she's know. like wait how many listeners do you oh i know i know yeah i would have wondered myself well i mean to be fair to us like we had just recorded an entire episode so there was really no reason to think that i know anything could have gone awry i know and yet it was it was silly. I, really I like I should have gotten. Yeah, I need to get like a backup card for this, too. Like I have this card. It basically was just my SD card just failed. So wait, when you um, went to so. Target, you just bought one more. <laughs> yeah, because I was I was worried that it wouldn't like, be the, the last right one, one I bought. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah, yeah. be the right okay, one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so now that I know that this one works, Fair I'm going to because um, I couldn't return that one. So I had to just you can't re- you can yeah, return I had to just, it. Oh, yeah, oh, the previous could, one. Oh, I okay, okay, okay. So yeah, right. so I'm like, okay, this one we're gonna be sure. Okay, right, you know? totally. Oh my gosh, yeah, the saga of the SD cards, because and you know, like, Lord knows, I don't, I don't need another return sitting around my house that like becomes like the biggest chore that I've ever undertaken in my life. So true. I know. <laughs> I, I the other day I was looking at these shoes and the girl at the shoe store she was you know quite the saleswoman honestly she was really like she everything I came up with to say about like why I might not want these shoes like she had such a good reason for like why that was not a good reason and she was like you can always return them you can just always return them take them home wear them around the house bring them back how easy yeah and I was like I almost fell for it I was like I could just return these and then I was like Olivia (laughs) oh my god look in the mirror and meet yourself you're Olivia you never return shit I was like about to buy these 80 80 euro shoes that I just was so ambivalent about because I could return them I was like don't do yeah (laughs) no don't and you know what honestly like if you don't love it in the store like you're gonna hate it yeah as soon as you bring it home exactly it's like you have to it has to be something that like you look at in the store and then you leave and you keep thinking about yeah no I totally agree and I feel like the in I feel like they don't do this as as much in Spain but in the states it's all about like online shopping yeah um I don't know but online shopping is literally the devil yeah it, um, oh just yeah don't do it just the free stay the fuck away because nothing's gonna fit right yeah and then you have to take it to ups yeah yeah you know, it's it's not gonna be what you expect it to be and then you go to ups which is like it's it's actually like <laughs> the seventh circle of hell <laughs> um, <and you> bring, 
<laughs> so I had to go. So <laughs> Ryan, my boyfriend, bless his little heart, um, he ordered a bunch <laughs> of shit online. <laughs> And I had also had like a couple of returns I had to make and we were like leaving town for the holidays and um, he had a doctor's appointment and, I, and it was like the day before our flight, you know, we're leaving at, like, like now or never. Or something. Yeah, exactly. He had a doctor's appointment and and we were both like we had gotten our vaccines. We were both like really just feeling like crap. Like we got our mm. booster shots. Yeah. And, but we were like, okay, we have to make these returns. So he had a doctor's appointment. I was like, you know, I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to take all of our returns, <laughs> like multiple trips into the store from my car. Oh God. And like, I had, to, like I had to like, I had to print out these return labels. <laughs> it was, I, it was like literally like the worst hour of my life. <laughs> Like, and the, the guy in there was just so stressed out because, you know, it's the holiday season. And oh uh, God. I was like, no, no more online shopping to that. Like, that was the moment where I was just like, no, I'm going to drive to the store and just do it that way. You end up saving Which, time. You do. Although retail is kind of dying in, in the States. So it's definitely, it's like harder to find things that you actually like in the store. Yeah. Um, but I know. Whatever. And to be fair, I don't really know what there is online in Spain because I feel like I live a dual life where I live physically in, in Spain, but I live virtually in the, in the United States because I don't know, I never changed mm. my phone over to Spain and Instagram and like the places where like I find products yeah. like definitely things I'm in the States and just on a very long vacation. Right. I'm sure I'm just so weird. Like, that was me too. And so I and you know, yeah. like the media I consume is mostly from the States and all that shit. So it's like things happen on the Internet in Spain all the time, I'm sure. But I just don't find out about it. Right. It has to be really big, yeah. you know, for it to filter, filter back to me. Cause yeah, my, I don't know. It's like, I'm not on the, I'm not, I'm not online here. I just live in the real Spanish that is, world. Yeah. That's the conundrum, I guess, of, of like being expat at times. I mean, mm -hmm. I kind of, I had a little, I had a little foray into, um, Spanish online world when I was in Barcelona living uh -huh. with you and yeah. my computer got stolen. Oh yeah. And then I bought, I bought, um, a, like a shitty replacement computer because right. I wanted to buy like a US one with a US keyboard and it would just be cheaper in the States, whatever. Um, so then I had to sell that old one and I had to go on shop bop. Nice. Okay. No, sorry. Is it Wallapop? Shop bop? No. What is Wallapop? Wallapop. Uh -huh. Wallapop. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And I was like, this is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Wallapop, the Spanish Craigslist. I would have thought you would yeah, have loved Spanish it, Craigslist. but of course your heart belongs to Craig. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I think I, I like a really just pared down UI. That's like my preference. <laughs> so today we're talking about <laughs> um, Olivia's number 19. And um, I'm very excited because I mean, we kind of had a cliffhanger in the last episode. Um, oh with yeah, Olivia. that's right. Okay, that's that's right. Mm -hmm. Where where did we leave off last time? In the last episode, I was just squirting all over the sex motel bed. <laughs> I think that's where we left off, right? Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Random hookup during mm -hmm. a layover. Exactly. And you definitely. Yeah. I was gonna make a dad joke. I was gonna say, and you definitely got laid over, but. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you were on your way to Brazil, right? I was on my way to Brazil. From Argentina? From or, Chile. Sorry, from Chile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I was... So the last episode was about that was about me was about the worst breakup of my life and um with number 13 and everything everything went to shit and actually that's where that's where we'll pick up today we're gonna we're gonna go back just a few a few weeks in time months yeah let's go back to that steaming pile of shit so if if you listen to my number 18, you'll recall that I was I was woken up by number 13 yelling at me and calling me names and um telling me oh that I cheated on him because he had spent a Cokefield night looking through all of my messages <laughs> on my phone. And you oh know, my God. when you what go psycho. looking for dirt, you will find it. And he did nine months before, you know, I left my whole life to go be with him and stuff like that. You might think I would get a pass, but um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like I actually may have gotten a pass if I had really wanted it. But I think that I had some good friends around me who helped me see that it really wasn't worth begging for. Because the first person I talked to that day after I was so rudely awoken. Uh, I <clears throat> went over to where Vicencio was living with his girlfriend at the time, who was also a friend of mine. And I was so, I was so upset and so hungover. <laughs> it's just, just everything was hurt, yeah, you know. One of those nights. From the inside days, yeah. out. Yeah. And I... If that were me, I definitely would have gotten a cold. Just, just that would have been. (laughs) That would have been your physical response. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I probably did too. I, I think I just shut down entirely. I went over this. So, Busencio was living and working at the hostel where we used to work, um, where I used to work as well. So, you know, he still had the mattress on the on the floor of the attic kind of thing going on. I don't know if you remember mm, that from got it. number 12. Yes, I do. So wait, so he's so sorry. He still works at the same hostel. He had returned. Um, we had both, you know, kept traveling together and then both returned right. to, to Valpo. And then when I got back, they didn't have space for me at that hostel. So I got a job at a neighboring hostel. So we we're kind of like in the same okay in the same neighborhood, but at different spots. Okay. And okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was there and he was living there with his girlfriend and like other people who, you know, who worked there and stuff. Um, okay. And so I went over and, and they were so sweet. They like, let me get in bed with them. (laughs) They were like, they were like, Oh, I was very (laughs) upset. And they were like, Oh, Oh, he did what? He went through your phone, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so, I'm such a bad person." And 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 Vicencio was like, "No, but like you do realize, right, that he also did something wrong. Also, you know, that that was not okay what he did, looking through your phone." And I was yeah. kind of like, "Yeah, I, I, I did see that, but I think it was helpful to talk about it with someone else who you know wasn't." screaming at me, calling me a whore. It's always nice. 
And right, people exactly. don't do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I'm still kind of like stuck on the, the girlfriend. She's like, she must be like so like not threatened by like <laughs> your friendship with uh, Vincencio. Vincencio. Um, I that right? I mean, she's just like climb on in here. I yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. She was she. I mean, we we were good friends, and and she was definitely yeah, definitely a buddy. I think that um, she also. Well, I say also kind of like number thirteen, but I'm actually not trying to compare her at all, but. I think I had mentioned the last episode that number 13 was jealous of Vicencio. She uh, sometimes okay. could could be a bit um, jealous, I guess it would be the word. I don't, it never felt personal though. I think it was just like all her shit, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's like a little wary, wary of the situation. I think she just could be a bit insecure. And I think anyone who was kind of in his orbit, you know, sometimes would be a bit threatening. But that being said, I mean, she also right. made a big effort to to be friends. And, and we were friends. And she's, I mean, she's a great person, like very fun. And um, yeah. we had some, we had some wild times together. And when we were all down there during this time, you know, a lot was going on. I, mean, I obviously had all my drama. And, mm, yep. but honestly, kind of, a lot of people were going through it, I think, as a <laughs> just it of our friends. Yeah. The time before. <laughs> it was not the time before. Yeah. I mean, fucking our other friend had a baby, you know? And uh yeah. just like a lot of shit was going on. So Right. And she rose to the occasion, I feel like, just like being there when I needed a friend. So for sure. Um, they were great. And I think that was really nice of, of them. The thing was, though, was that shortly after this, I kept hanging out. I would go back and hang out with number 13 again. And then I would again be, you know, hurt. And then I basically I just became that friend, you know. Oh, that yeah. Friend the friend who, who like yeah. won't shut the fuck up about their relationship. Mm-hmm. Drama. Exactly. And then we've all been there. And then gets back, you know, comes to you, needs a lot of support. You give it to them and you're like, well, you have to leave this person, obviously. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they don't. And then the next thing you know, like they bring that person around and then you want to kill yourself and then and your friend and, (laughs) you know, and and it's bad. And then like they dump them again or they get dumped again and they come back to you again. And you're like, oh, my God, how many times can we fucking do this? And we were at this. I was at this point where. My friends knew so much about what had happened between number 13 and I, as you do too, if you've listened to number 18. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, Vicencio had been along for like the entire ride. And, you know. I mean, it's number 19 and we're still talking about number 13. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, so like you're tired of it too, right? Like I'm doing it to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually like from a story perspective, I'm like, oh, this is juicy. But I think from like your friend perspective, I'm like, get the fuck out of there, please. Yeah. Please stop doing this. Totally. And when you consider that Vicencio was the one that took care of me when I had the abortion, you know. Yeah. It's just like he's had to be there for all of the shit with number 13. Like, 
I mean, when number 13 left you, right. You're supposed to stay on the phone. He right. left you. Vincencio like jumped in. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, he is pretty done at this point and I can't actually have people like, I can't even like bring number 13 around anymore. Cause it's like too, you know, it's, it's, they're not down at all. And, um, I heard one night I was out with Vicencio and then another friend of mine who I'd become close with, he worked at my hostel and, uh, number 13 hit me up. And of course I couldn't say no to him, but I was like, um, I didn't want him, I didn't want Vicencio and my other friend to know that I was going to hang out with him either. So I was kind of like, well, can, can we just like meet up at this place in like a half an hour? And I was just going to like sneak off. And he was like, well, where are you? Who are you with? Of course, you know, just your classic, like we're not even dating anymore, but he still just treats me like that. Oh God. And I'm like, I'm here with Vicencio and, and -and so-and-so. And he's like, okay, I'm coming. And I'm like, oh God, no. And so Oh God. We're having so much fun too. This was like the worst part. We were having such a great night. Um, me and my friends. And then number 13 shows up and Vicencio sees him and he's like, uh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And they, and he leaves. He and my other friend just leave. They're like, all right, well, this has been fun. See you. And oh I was gosh. like, yeah, I was like, tough love right there. Yeah. Tough love. I felt so bad. And, um, I texted him the next day or something or right then. I don't remember. And was like, oh, I know, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know I'm doing this and it's just really fucked up. And I, I really appreciate you. And, and, you know, I get why you don't want to be around uh, number 13. And he was like, all I want is for you to be happy. I really don't give a fuck, you know? And he's just like, just stop yeah. talking to me about it. Just stop. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, fair enough. <laughs> and right. so so that so that's that. And it's painful, but it's also I have to say something that I have done to friends since it was done to me. And I think it's only saved my friendships because yeah. it gets to a point where it's so frustrating and it's so you know, it's it, it's impossible. You can't. There's nothing that you can do or say, and it's so draining to to go through. Right. You know, to just be people's therapists, like on call therapists, when they're yeah. in these situations and they need so much and they have so much myopia. You know, they don't ask about you. <laughs> like they're not. You yeah. Know? Like they're not even being good friends, and at that point, because they're yeah. they're just in this um, terrible spiral. They're on this ride that they can't get off. You know. And so yeah. I have, it, I have, I have done that. And it's nuked a, fo- it's nuked a couple friendships, to be honest, because not everybody likes being told, like, don't talk to me about this person anymore. I've said what I have to say and it's on you now, yeah. but I haven't regretted it. I have to say, <laughs> I don't know. What do you, have yeah. you ever had to do that? Have you ever had to just be like um, enough's enough? I feel like. I feel like I've been that person. I don't know. I think I've had it like, uh, yeah, I've definitely had it done to me. But in I'm just thinking of my friend Toby. Mm -hmm. um, And so like the last time I was in Columbia, I was really going through it with number. I don't even know what number he is, honestly. But um, we get there, though. (laughs) 
<laughs> an ex-boyfriend yeah um and yeah it was it was a shit show I feel like I was old enough to like not put it too much on my friends yeah like I definitely did a lot of like my own processing but I was like I was a, a wreck and like I couldn't really like I mean I also feel like there are times when like you can't um you know your emotions are your emotions and like your friends if your friends aren't willing to like be there for you through some of that then I feel like they're not your friends honestly hmm. um I think your friends do you know your friends are your support system you should be able to talk to your friends about you know having a hard time to to an extent mm-hmm. um but yeah I feel like there there does hit a point where it is um, where it is too much. And I'm just thinking of my friend Toby and I feel like he never was like, okay, I can't hear about this anymore. But he was like, he was like, you know, I, he's like, I just, I like, I just like, I love both of you. And he's like, obviously like I'm on your side. Like I'll, I'll always be on your side, but like, I just feel like this needs to like stop basically. Like he was just very gentle about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of like it was just it was helpful yeah I mean I think it is helpful to have people give pushback and set boundaries yeah so I think there's I think there's a way to do it like I'm just thinking how would I respond if someone's like no don't talk to me about this anymore I feel like if it was like harsh you know like I'm a super emotional person and I think you know I mean I think I would be I think I would feel would I feel hurt? I don't know. I think it would just be like, it would probably just add to like me feeling like shit, you know? Oh, so it I hurts. can understand. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Yeah. But it's like, I, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a good feeling. Um, I think it's one of those things that in retrospect, you're like, okay, that was helpful. Or it, it wasn't even super helpful, but it just was like, <laughs> okay, like if I'm going to do this, you know, it, this is how it's affecting other people in my life. Because, I yeah. mean, it's one thing when, you know, you're friends and you're living in a hostel and your life is relatively low stress or something. But, like, imagine, like, right. what you have to think about, like, if you're in a relationship like this or if you continue to be in relationships like this and then you have a child with somebody like this or, you know, you're, yeah. you have people in your life who are actually being affected by a toxic relationship that you continue to get back mm-hmm. into, like, like people get addicted to drugs and you know I think or are in other kind of addictive spirals like addicted to anything you know there comes a point with any addict (laughs) where you really just have to be like look this is on you like I can't fix this for you you know you have to choose Mm -hmm. to to overcome this or like you're not going to but there's absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing that I can do besides you know have this home where you can land have this whatever it's not like he said I won't hang out with you anymore but he was like yeah I've said what I have to say about this you know you have to dump you know you have to stop seeing this person you either will or you won't but yeah Yeah, and I think like what you're describing too like is like a different level than I think I've experienced I mean yeah number five and I had like our super toxic relationship but I don't think other people realized but like what you're talking about was something like clearly toxic and someone keeps going back to it. I don't know. Um, and like everyone knows and it's like almost like, yeah, like an abusive. I mean, not almost, but like it is like an abusive relationship. I have had that happen with one of my friends and I was like, I had to do basically yeah. the same thing. I kind of had to be like, I have to distance myself from this situation 
And yeah, I've said what I have to say about it. I don't think you should be in this relationship. I can't, I can't watch mm-hmm. you do this and like, I'll always be here for you, but like, I can't exactly do this. And I think that helped that person leave. Yeah, exactly. That's because you really do, yeah. I think, need someone to hold up a mirror. And yeah, I mean, it does yeah. feel like shit as you were saying, but it's, you know, you feel like shit anyway. So it's just, and it's, and yeah. I think it can be something that will kind of jolt you awake a little bit. Um, it doesn't always work, you know, and you shouldn't say it with the, with thinking that it's going to, but um, it's really all that you can do. Yeah. I remember my friend um, was telling me this story about how she, was in this really really rough relationship and that with a girl that she kept going back to and at some point she said to one of her best friends like um I don't know if I can ever go back to to her I mean it would kind of be embarrassing at this point and her her friend (laughs) just looked at her and was like it would be fucking humiliating at this point for you to go back to this woman. <laughs> but like, she, of course she did a few more times, yeah. but it's like always with that in the background, like, okay, this right. is me debasing myself kind of, you know, I mean, that like I'm better than yeah. this. Yeah. I don't. So like, I'm just trying to think. So back to the, the situation I had in Colombia, that was like, we like hooked up a few times and it, it was like, me processing the breakup but it didn't feel like we were like going back together right like it was more just like me being like a messy bitch and like we'd hook up and then you know we'd have like something and then I'd fuck a bunch of other people <laughs> you know it was more just like me being a little like dramatic about the breakup it wasn't so much like this vicious cycle as much of like I kept trying to like you know or like we kept falling back into the relationship yeah. cycle. I think the only person I've ever experienced that with is number five. But again, I wish people, <laughs> I wish people. Right. Yeah. It. I mean, it's totally different um, than like someone's going through a yeah. breakup. Like obviously you have to be a good friend to them. Yeah. Just let them wallow. And then, yeah. And you will get tired of it eventually. And you can gently then, say like, I think you've wallowed then, a lot yeah. at this point. And you know, yeah. It's probably time to switch from like the ice cream phase to like the going to the gym and getting a haircut phase. You know, that's probably you're probably about (laughs) due for that. But okay, But yeah, I think that's totally different than than this thing that Vicencio had to say to me. So um, anyway, so he left and um, went to Brazil and he and his girlfriend and then I joined them there a little a little while later and we with all your no, stuff or like just it was just a visit. a visit yeah I left I left all my shit in okay. in Valpo because I was just going to renew my my uh, tourist visa I had to like leave yeah right yeah but good point okay. yeah so it was just a right. just like a little trip and it was really nice um I yeah, we went to Sao Paulo. Of course, I had um, just had that hookup in Santiago. So I showed up with a UTI and Vicencio had to like go with me like pharmacy to pharmacy, like d- answering, like translating for me as the pharmacist was like, do you have any like vaginal discharge that's like smells differently than normal? <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Fucking bless this man's heart. Vicencio is like the hero of your life, I think. Let's not give him too much credit. He might listen to this. I guess you can be a hero of your life. You don't know what I did for him. You You don't hear the other side. He's the MVP of, of oh, this story. Oh, absolutely. No, sure. he, he's the MVP of, of a lot of these. <laughs> yeah, hands stories. down, hands down, hands down. Yeah. So, oh, my God. Yeah. And then his girlfriend, uh, just to not give Asensio all the credit, his girlfriend ended up committing insurance fraud so that I could see a doctor and get antibiotics because the, the pharmacy, like, wouldn't give me antibiotics. And, yeah, bless her. She just, like... It, well, they both, I mean, we were all complete, complicit in it because basically like I just went in with her passport and like her fucking insurance because oh. fucking Olivia did not have travel insurance. Are you kidding me? Like, anyways, yeah, first, I mean, not the first time, but the last time I I traveled without insurance, but oh my God, yeah, I was in so much pain. Oh, I was like pissing blood. I never. Couldn't get any antibiotics. Oh God. And... Um, yeah, so they, yeah, what gems. Um, and thankfully, like, yeah, the doctor, they just saw, like, a white girl face with, like, a white girl name, you know, just, like, okay, who cares, then, whatever. Yeah. They let me in. Um, and <laughs> I got those antibiotics. So once I had that, I was feeling good. We had a really nice time. We hitchhiked from, basically, from Sao Paulo to Rio, but, like, along the beach and, we went to like some amazing places. Of course, on many of the most beautiful beaches I've ever seen in my entire life, I sat and cried about number 13. <laughs> but, but, you yeah. know, that's right. that's the times that Sometimes we were in. And yeah, it just, they were, they were nice about it, you know. You know, I mean, one thing I want to say is like, I feel like being in like a beautiful place does not necessarily mean you can't have like your own mm-hmm. life. Because, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, like, regardless of where you are, you're always going to have your shit going on. But there is, like, so much guilt associated with, like, being unhappy, like, when you're in It's so sunny. true. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, people don't even let me complain about my life in Barcelona. Like, straight up. They're like, yeah, well, but you're in Barcelona. Yeah. It's like, and yet, you know, I'm um, still mortal okay. and, you know, having an existential crisis. It's weird. There are a lot of little stressful things about living in Barcelona. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's just a funny, it's just things. I think when people associate where you live with like a vacation destination, they forget that you actually are not on vacation. You know, you're just living there. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You're not just like, you're not just like permanent, like permanently happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if only, but that's definitely not, definitely not my experience. I can tell you right now. Um, but especially when number 13, yeah, when number involved. 13 was involved, it was, I mean, wow. Highs and lows. But at this point it's just, it's just all bottomed out. But yeah. Um, we, yeah. So, we're, but we're having, we're having a lot of fun anyways. And we, end up in Bucios, which is also called Busaires because there's so many people from Argentina there. It's like this city in Brazil that just has like a lot of Argentine like tourists and residents and whatever. Um, it's very beautiful. At this point, we're also traveling with this other kind of couple that we know from Valpo, whatever. Uh, we end up at a at this hostel 
believe it or not, we're back at a hostel and um, we never left. <laughs> but <laughs> we um, um, are there and there's this super cutie from Argentina and I'm like crushing on him hard uh, because, yeah. UTI, UTI meds are like meds. exactly like I'm now. feeling great Good. and I'm like this is exactly yeah. what I need and what I deserve um more, more UTI yeah. exactly but he's like <laughs> such a sweet and like uh beautiful sensitive soul but it's like it's weird because he doesn't seem to be getting the message or he's just not interested I can't really tell like because I'm like inviting him to come to the beach with us and he's like yeah, I'd love to. I have to like run a few errands, but I'll definitely come. And then he like doesn't. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then he was mm. kind of there. He knows yeah. <laughs> he was kind of there with this girl. And I sort of suss out that they're not together, but I'm still just trying to figure it out. And um, it's my last night there before I, I, I guess I was going back from there to Chile. And we have a dinner um, there at the hostel and it's like my mini like despedida, you know, it's like, well, it's not mini. I mean, I'm saying goodbye to Vicencio and his girlfriend for like the foreseeable future. Um, And it would actually be a really long time before I see them again. And Mm. (laughs) Vicencio just like goes up to this guy and he's like, hey, uh, so we're making dinner do you want to join us? And the guy's like, oh, thanks, man. That's really nice. And then <laughs> since he just looks at him and he's like, yeah, so, you know, my friend, Olivia, it's her last night here. So, like, you should really <laughs> join us for dinner. And the guy was like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so he comes and... <laughs> Where, wait, were you there? Were you in the room? When no, no, no. He told me later that he had had this little okay. little chat okay. with him, like off to the side. And okay, then, like, I get know. and I get there, and he's like, "Look, who's coming for dinner?" And I'm like, "Oh, it, number nineteen. He wants to eat with us." And he's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> and he just like set it up because, like, <laughs> I don't know. At that point, then this guy just knew that I was like there. And obviously the leaving energy kicked in and he was like, okay, cool. And he Mm -hmm. just sat dinner with us and was, yeah, super flirtatious. He knew you were like DTF, DTF DTF and on my way out. I mean, God, is there anything that's more attractive? (laughs) Right? Seriously. He's like, Uh, yeah, he's like, I'll take this one. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Since you just pitched it underhand but uh yeah so then I mean it was kind of ridiculous though because like I was so down to fuck this guy and so instead of spending my last night for like years to come with Vicencio and his girlfriend my actual friends I just like ran off and had like drunken sex with with this random guy but I mean, it's what they would have wanted. I, I, it is what they wanted for me. I think they were like, get this girl under somebody new. Like, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, please, 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 please. Like, just anyone, anyone but number 13. Yep. So that's what happened. I love that. That's, that's so cute. It's like, 
I love your guys' little mm-hmm. bromance. You know, it just it feels like what he would have done to like cheer up like his male yep. friend. And he just knew, you know, he knew that that yes. would Yes. Get and, yourself a yeah. wingman, you know? If if nothing else, like I just think sometimes straight male friendship is so it can be so rewarding if you manage to not fuck it up. And I think in in the last I episode know. I said something about like having seen him recently and having him getting out of this podcast unscathed, which sort of implied I feel like that he would be like a protagonist. And some but he's definitely not. And and I'm so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Because like the more men I sleep with, just the more I'm thankful for the ones I haven't slept with. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I have a I have a Vincent Vicenzio in my life Amazing. of sorts. I mean, he's you know, he's his own person, of course, but um but yeah, like I I'm great I'm super grateful for that friendship and like he's definitely been there for me through some tough times, like the one like Toby, mm-hmm. he's my friend Toby, um, like the one in Colombia that I described. Like he was such a good friend during that yeah. time, you know. Amazing. And yeah, yeah, and it's just like I feel like, yeah, you just need some tough love sometimes. Mm-hmm. You need someone to tell you to shut the fuck up and move on with your life. Yep. And someone to, like, get you drunk when you're get sad. Get you drunk when you're sad, get you laid, get you antibiotics, get you an abortion. Like, this is full <laughs> service. <laughs> full right, service right. Yeah, I, I feel like, um, no offense, Toby, but... Yeah, no offense, Toby, but I don't think you've quite reached that level of yeah. Vincencio. I feel like Vincencio is like in the in the hall of straight male friendship uh, fame. <laughs> but um, but yeah, maybe one day. I hope not yeah. for your sake. It's <laughs> a weird ending, but anyways, cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like I'm like grateful that that's never had to happen. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. What a a doozy. doozy. Cool. All right. Baby, if you want me, come and get me. I swear I'll make it easy. On my eyes is what you are. And I don't care. Who knows? It makes me kind of. Thanks for listening to What's Your Number. This episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah. Music is by No Fancy. You can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com. We are on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at therewasthisguy. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sex debates.